0: You're listening to the Sprint Hard Iterate Fast podcast, a tech careers podcast designed to help you break into tech and skyrocket your income. I'm your host, Reggie James. After breaking into tech and making a series of the right career moves, I ended up building a $2.5 million tech consulting business. This season, we're traveling the great state of Texas, bringing you real life stories of some amazing people breaking into tech and thriving in their careers. These stories are sure to inspire and motivate you in your own career journey. Is it possible to find your purpose and a high-paid career?
1: I went to Jamaica, visited my family, and it was one of the most emotional periods of my life. I had a heartfelt conversation with my best friend, and I said to her, sitting at the airport crying, like, I don't know what I'm doing.
0: On this series, we're talking to people who are breaking barriers in tech, and that's Nicole.
1: It was like, I need to do something. I need to change the mentality of who I am right now i need to get out there and know what is what is it that i want to do i started to get out there more instead of making safe decisions (laughs) because you're thinking oh if i make this step and invest this money i could pay off this loan and do this course or there's a good pension with being a nurse i'm making decisions for myself and i don't know if they're gonna work but What if I try something unconventional?
0: And she did do something unconventional. Nicole Simpson ended up landing four job offers in a field completely aligned with her purpose. She went from gig work to making six times as much money. You're going to want to listen to this entire interview so that you can understand how you can find your purpose and also break into a high paid tech career. You've got a really interesting mix of, of career work before getting into UX, UI design. Um, Thinking like, looking like sales, business development, Um, you've got executive assistant, you've got operations manager. Can you give us uh, an understanding of your background before you got into tech? Like, what's your story?
1: Oh my gosh, it's like, where exactly to start? Because even during the time of being an executive assistant, it was like, okay, I have to take on the hats of many different roles because you're catering to one individual who has uh, an extremely busy schedule. But then again, I didn't really feel too dynamic in Mm. that role. I didn't feel like I was still fulfilling my purpose because my mind was still inquisitive. I was like doodling on my pencil in between meetings and stuff like that. I was like, I really sought more through that And I'm not sure if you also saw like being a math uh, and physics tutor, that really stemmed from college because you do a degree, but then the hard part after doing a degree is like, what do I do with this now? Hmm. You know? And you're like, you're still figuring out what you should do afterwards by anything you get your hands on, if you were in the mindset that I was at at the time, anything that you get your hands on, you do it.
2: Mm. So
1: I think that really um, answers where, how is it that I was doing executive assistant and then operations manager and then jumping into UX, UI design was just like, I needed something to pay the bills.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and that's right
1: Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I'm an adult now, like I need to pay the bills and in the meantime, I'll figure it out. That was one thing that was in my head when I moved to this country is like, you have to figure it out because I came here as an adult, people were born here and you know, had that time to get accustomed to the culture mm-hmm. and have friends to like inner circles who you, you could learn something from and in that time, it was just me. Yeah, And that was also another motivating factor as to why I did a lot of pivots. And the, the, I think the segment where, or the job that I learned from the most was being a math and physics tutor to kids. Mm. You learn so much from children because they talk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember a couple students who would be like, well, I have this in my mind. I want to be a NASA engineer. I want to be wow. this. And I'm like what are they talking about? Like, you know? And um, I also uh, taught autistic children too, um, with math and physics as well. And you learn a lot from them. And I think the way how I navigated through the different jobs was just to take an aspect that I love the most from each and every single one of them and make it into my own so that was and 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 even up to today like there is like a lifelong lesson that people should learn from where they're at in any given stage Mm. it's gonna mold what you want to be or what what you're gearing towards yeah at the end of the day
0: Mm.
1: yeah that's how i see it
0: that's how you see it so (laughs) so to take us back so you you land in the states like What did you do first? 2016. 2016. And that's Um, coming from, was was it Jamaica? yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm an immigrant. I came here September, oh, Jesus, it's just like yesterday. September 21st, 2016, I came to the States. And that was, I was, what, 25? And I said to myself, I always had that, I did engineering in Jamaica, by the way. And it was a very um male male dominant career field. Mm. Like you were in the fields, you were surveying land, you were doing construction, everything, right? So I think being in the States, there was some confusion as to what I wanted to do. Mm. It's like, do I want to go to school? Do I want to follow my um parental advice by becoming a nurse? Like I would faint <laughs> By the slightest amount of blood, or I couldn't figure out what a fever was, or what happened to my back. Like, there's no way I was gonna do medicine or anything like that. Like, I am probably like not the best caregiver. So I think it was just like people are telling you what to do versus you're you're struggling with the fact that what is it that I want to do. Mm. So my uncle had um, a brokerage, a real estate brokerage, and I, you know, that's where I landed the whole executive assistant role. And during that time, I was still dabbling as to like, what is it that Nicole wanna do? Like
2: mm-hmm.
1: uncle's saying this, cousins are saying this, friends are saying this, folks back home are like, we'll do this, you know, but you're still struggling with that mindset in a totally new country, just confused as to what is it that I wanted to do. And I also took up the job of nannying. Like I nannied two beautiful boys. Um, who I'm still in contact with their parents up to this very day, and just learning from them, being in their household and learning from them, and s- like hearing two established adults speak to you, it that 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 too just propelled me in like different directions as to what to think about myself mm. in that very given moment. It didn't came clear. It it did not come clear to me within the first year or two. Mm. I think after year two, I was like, okay, you need to get your stuff together mm. because you're wasting time Yeah, because you're like, oh, let me do it next year. And this is something that I always tell my mentees, like, don't wait until tomorrow to figure out that decision. If you want to make that decision and make the errors, like, yeah.
0: What What was holding you back from making that decision? Like, what? I was scared. Scared. What were you afraid of? If you've been watching my videos, there's a good chance that you're in your late 20s, your 30s, or your early 40s, and you're thinking about changing careers. I've spoken with many of you and I know what your problems are. You're uncertain about tech career paths, you lack technical skills, you have concerns about the cost of re-educating, you lack the professional network, and you lack mentorship. Well, there are many tech boot camps that could get you into tech pretty quickly. My personal favorite is springboard if you think that's the right pathway for you use the link provided and get one thousand dollars off your tuition but that's not the only pathway into tech did you know that you can break into tech for one tenth the cost of a boot camp the majority of what you'll learn in a bootcamp can be easily learned online for free or at minimal cost seriously people are securing entry-level tech positions every day all without the burden of a costly CS degree or a full-time bootcamp commitment. My personal mission is to give you the resources that you need to break into a tech career in the shortest amount of time with the smallest possible financial burden. If that sounds like something you're interested in, download my free, how to shift into tech guide. With that guide, you can start learning and begin your journey into tech all by yourself. And if you need additional help, I've got a range of support options available to help you launch your tech career.
1: I was scared. I was scared of making errors. I was scared of going into something that I'll regret. Mm. I was scared of taking out a student loan and going into something and then having to pay $30,000 in debt. I was scared to say, okay, well, I was told to do this, but it still doesn't feel right. I even went to a community college and got my best friend in Jamaica to give me all my transcripts because they weren't accepting my degrees at the time. Put her through hell just to get those transcripts and paid so much money just to get them here and then um, translated. I went to a community college and they turned me back and then um, some other community colleges were, like, asking for so much money. So the financial aspect, too, is what really pushed me back. And every time I got pushed back, I had to figure it out in a sense, whether it took weeks or months. And that's what gave me that delay too. Mm. I think just being scared. You're by yourself. You don't have mom and dad. You don't have your siblings. Like,
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: that scary mentality is what really set me back. Yeah. Like, who is here to support me?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's definitely challenging. And I, I think – you bring up something really interesting: is is choosing something and it not working out, and yes, investing in something like paying money to get an in, education exactly. is something that you don't know is gonna gonna work out. Is I think that's a legitimate fear for a lot of people, and I think the American mentality is, is is you just go and you do it, and and you work it out later that hey maybe that wasn't the right decision. So it seemed like you probably had some some foresight in in that whole process. Is that correct?
1: It, it is. And um, I did adapt a portion of the American mentality where just do it. And that was closer towards the end of getting into UX, UI. Um, but again, it was just like you're battling with everyone telling you different things, but then you're also battling is what do I want to do? And I told my mentee today I think, no, over the weekend, I'm like, hey, I know you don't want to make mistakes, but it's better if you make it and then regret not doing it. Because how else are you going to figure it out? And I've made a lot of mistakes, (laughs) (laughs) so much. (laughs) Like I almost did nursing and I was like, I did like a 12 week CNA course. I was like, no, Mm -mm. mm-mm, mm-mm. There goes my mom's hopes and dreams that's hers not mine yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was like that, that ain't mine Uh, 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 uh yeah
0: yeah so how did you find out about tech how did you find out about about UX like you're kind of bouncing around you're doing different jobs but it sounds like underneath you knew so you, many. you needed to find your thing you hadn't found it yet so how did you stumble upon yeah. tech UX design the whole thing
1: Um, all right. So 2019, November, December, I went to Jamaica, visited my family, and it was one of the most emotional periods of my life, not knowing that a pandemic was going to (laughs) hit because it hit, the pandemic hit like March, the fall, like couple months after. And I had a heartfelt conversation with my best friend. And I said to her sitting at the airport crying, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't think that I fulfill my purpose. And for me, it was just like, you need, she's like, you need to get out there, you need to figure it out. Like, I'm not judging you being 27 and not knowing what you wanna do. So I think it was just like me going on my hands and knees and be like, please send me some signs and signals. And I'm I'm a Christian, so I pray a lot and you know, it was like, I need to do something. I need to change the mentality of who I am right now, whether it's introverted or extroverted or ambivert. I need to get out there and know what is, what is it that I want to do. I started talking to so many people, Right, I would talk to the cashier at Walmart. I would talk to someone who fixed my phone and be like, hey, what do you think about this? Like I was just making conversations with every single thing that I came across with. I would make conversations with the cat in um, we we I rented <laughs> I rented a room in West Palm Beach. I would make conversations with the cat Friday night, just me and her, just like eating dinner and drinking wine. I was like, "What do you think about this?" And I'll get a little response like, "Meow." I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna do that. That's a good idea. So, I like that. Yeah, that's a that's a great idea. I love that. So back to what you were saying is like I started to get out there more instead of making safe decisions.
0: Mm. So I was
1: like, I'm a risk talking to this person even though I don't know. Can we them.
0: can we just can like, we can we let that just let that <laughs> just let that simmer for a second. Like get out there yeah. instead of making safe decisions. Can you tell me about that? Like Instead what, of the, making there's safe There's something deci- in that. There's some wisdom there. So
1: <laughs> Because you're thinking, oh, if I make this step and invest this money, I could pay off this loan and do this course, or there's a good pension with being a nurse, or if I move to this state and do this. No, it's like I'm making decisions for myself and I don't know if they're gonna work. But what if I try something unconventional, which is like, talk to that person you met on Meetup groups, Miami. Tech hub or something. Talk to that, that person. Let them know what your thought process is.
0: I love that. I and love that's it how so I much. Got the guidance. I love yeah. it so much, Nicole. I love it yeah. so much. I'm like, Yeah. That 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 spirit and that mentality of like of of kind of I don't know. It's kind of like taking the guardrails off and and being willing yes. to to fall, being willing to get hurt, get, being willing to get let down, but but putting yourself in a space where you can find your purpose, you can find what's important to you, you can find what you love, you can find something that you might not have known otherwise by taking some risk. What was it that- Exactly. What was it that got you, like, how did you get across that? How did you get across that hurdle to say, okay, I'm ready for this?
1: Um, You know, it wasn't easy because I was raised Um, in a generation where my parents thought that what they learned was supposed to apply to me. Mm -hmm. And that's not the case because we are growing in such a different world at this Mm -hmm. moment. And I felt like, okay, I'm in this generation. I need to either adapt to this generation I need to stare away from the nine to five mentality, blue collar, Mm -hmm. um, ideation of what someone else has for me. Um, I need to make a way of my own. (laughs) Mm. And it was just more of like, geez, just again, people would say, oh, that's not gonna work for you. Mm. Like, you're gonna get fired so easily or you're not going to um, be good at that because you have to go to school and do an architectural degree or a design degree or something like that. Like I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? Mm. <laughs> so listening to everyone who said, oh, you're not, it's not going to work like that because you have to do this. Or it's going to work like this if you do it like this way. So I also had to face that on top of my parents mm. wanting that conventional direction for me, which I did. It didn't work out doing exactly what people said, I was tired of that. Yeah. And this is why I tell my mentees, I could tell you so much and no more, but at the end of the day, the decision has to be yours mm. because your development that you're going through right now or your personal experience that you're going through right now is going to help motivate someone else mm. to get through what they're going.
0: Yeah. yeah they're that's can't, they're can't, there,
1: can't, there can't be like three Reggies in the room.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they
1: can't. <laughs> they could all act think yeah. the same <laughs> and be the same yeah. look the same but they have to be different. Yeah. They have to be different and mm. when I was talking to my manager the other day I was like, what do you think of the the, the team right now? She's like, everyone is so different and that's what she likes. Mm. She's like, I don't want two people of the same kind. I I don't.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, you know, she's like building this team was hard because she built the product team from scratch. And the fact that you could have so many different uh, people who are in different position of their life or different um, educational position in their life, they come together and honestly, we make a good team because we actually won the 2023 payment tech company of the year. Wow! So it's like, that's exactly where I took that aspect from. It's just being, I mean, I may have stared from your question, but <laughs> <It's all good. laughs> taking you down that route as you have to be different. Yep. You have to be personal in what you're doing. You can't take someone else's experience thinking that it's gonna work for you.
0: yeah yeah you can I think that's 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 true you, you've gotta you gotta take um, you gotta take things that you hear from people and and choose what's gonna work. For you, not not take everything they say verbatim. Uh, now Jeez. I understand it was maybe some friends of yours, some colleagues of yours that that told you about UX. Is that correct? So
1: exactly, I had my little beat up iPhone six that was like dying at the moment cause I couldn't afford anything. <laughs> and I was um, downloading apps and doing like meetup groups and I would go to like t- women's tech hub or I felt like I needed support from women. Mm. I think that's where I started. So meetup did a wonderful job where I was putting in women in tech. Cause I knew from the beginning, I wanted to be innovative, but I didn't know how or what type of career field Aligned with being innovative. So I'd go to these meetup groups. I would join every single thing possible. But then um, my first meetup group was with a group of women who did JavaScript. Hmm. I was like, Jesus, this is this. Uh, uh, is this what I wanted to do? Like, <laughs> what is this? Like, I was trying to code a simple line by saying hello world and I ended up crashing the whole thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> what like I was learning and I think I was just like, "All right, cool. You know what? Take it in strides. When the when the when the group is finished, you go and talk to maybe a senior or someone else and let them know what my thought process is." And I introduced myself. I'm like, "Hey, um at the time her name was Silky. I say, hey, Silky, I love this session. I learned so much, even though I crashed your whole server. <laughs> <laughs> I am from New York, because I had moved from New York to Florida. And I'm like, hey, I'm this man. I'm, I, 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 I want to do this. I want to do that. I was just, like, running off my mouth. And I was like, I just want to be the best like developer who does this 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 I was telling her all my experiences that you and I spoke about in the very beginning of um of of the of this recording and I was like she's like what about UX UI I was like what the what 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 is that <laughs> you know like what are you talking about she's like yeah you could do wireframing prototyping and I'm like wireframing what is all of this you know you're talking a language that i don't know like do i have to go to school again do i have to like do, what is it i was it was so daunting all these jargons that she was making mention of me and she's like let, me, let i'm going to sit you down and my husband and i will just like talk to you and just let it all out mm-hmm. and at that given time i discovered linkedin cuz <sighs> Homegirl did not have a LinkedIn. <laughs> I think we should start there.
0: What year was this?
1: I was like, this was 2019, Reggie. I did not have LinkedIn. Can you believe that? I did not. And now my LinkedIn is the most recommended LinkedIn at Springboard, where people come up to me and be like, hey, I found your LinkedIn as the most recommended. Um, can I learn something from you? I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's nice. So, it was just like, um, her husband and herself, you know, sat me down, and then I went on LinkedIn, started meeting people, and talking to people, but I was, again, it was a particular niche, women, because I felt like I needed that nurturing spirit. Not that men aren't, but I just wanted to connect with the women, just like, hey, what is it that you do in UX, UI? So, like, you,
0: so you were going on to LinkedIn, yeah. and you yeah, were messaging people. Yeah, after I
1: spoke with...
0: You were messaging people cold. I
1: was just messaging, yeah, just like, and then I would get ghosted. I'd be like, what are you, who are you? <laughs> like, you know, like, And I just didn't know how to network at the time. But one particular um, lady, she responded to me. She's like, oh, like, I could feel her energy. Is like, oh, you poor thing. So <laughs> it was like, yes, I need help. Like, I literally sent back a message like, I need your help what should I do next? And what Silky um, mentioned to me was, you could do uh, springboard, and then someone else said springboard. So I took the two and I'm like, these two women are recommended springboard hard, Mm. so let me just do it, and that very, and let me tell you, I had another friend was like, don't do it, don't do it, you're gonna have to pay back a whole $15,000 loan and this and that. I had someone else in my energy like don't do it, don't do it. How are you gonna start over a whole career like doing that? Like boot camps are like, not it. Like they're going just, just chew up your money and like spit you out, I was like. So I was grappling with three different personalities telling me you could do it, and then one person is like, not do it. <laughs> and I literally I was like, again, what I learned was like, Listen to yourself, mm. and I went ahead and did it. Let me tell you, Homegirl did not – I did not have any money. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe $20 in my bank account. Yeah. Taking out a $12,000 loan re- during the pandemic yeah. when I was furloughed. Yeah. Not knowing what I was going to do, and I took it, and re- I signed up, got the Women um, women in Tech scholarship after a couple interviews, and it, it took off from there. Mm. So this was March. I started the – um the the course in june
0: mm. wow yeah what were you doing so so i, I get you had to borrow the money what were you doing to support yourself throughout the course like how did you how did you manage to like because springboard uh, uh, correct me if i'm wrong it's it's at least 20 hours a week right it's 20 hours or more right
1: it's actually I think it's more than that, too. Like, it, it, you know what? I was a very slow learner. Mm. So I spent more time. Yeah. Because we you, you were given nine months, and then I took way longer than yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. I, I took two pauses. I went through a couple breakdowns and yeah. maybe, like, okay, I spent more than 30
0: hours per week. Yeah.
1: Because I had to, I could even draw a circle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta sometimes you gotta break um, down before you get to the breakthrough, so
1: I broke down so many times because I was like you started in like June and your cohort, you had like these assignments to do, and it was timed by how you could manage it, and people were reaching let's say lesson nine, and I was stuck at lesson two mm. and I think my mentor at the time was a bit frustrated, and she was like well, you need to go over this, or this was not done properly, or, or I don't think you know we're at the right pace right now, but I still want you to take your time. Hmm. And during this time, I mean, yeah, you're furloughed, so I had to figure out a way how to pay back that interest. So again, I remember we were talking about, yeah, I did I did Uber Eats, I did DoorDash, I did, Inst- Inst- Instacart was booming during the um, pandemic, let me tell yeah. you that. Yeah. Instacart was booming. So I, I would I would suffice my way through that and pay my rent and pay my food and um, insurance and every single thing like that. Like working Instacart from 7 a.m. straight to 3 p.m. and then doing Uber Eats like from 5 to 7 and then going back at the books like 8 to like midnight and then you're back at it again. Yeah. So that was how I maintained myself during the time I was at Springboard.
0: Mm. Would you say I that was the most year, Would you I say did. that was the most challenging yeah. part or like what, what what do you think was the most challenging part for you of, of getting through Springboard?
1: The most challenging part of getting through Springboard was constantly comparing myself to people who came from different backgrounds. Okay. Because there were people who were who were already established in their careers who came in and just needed a boost. I came in not knowing how to draw a circle. Yeah. <laughs> I came in not knowing nothing about UX, UI design. I came in nothing, not knowing nothing about tech. But there were folks who were like, oh, I'm from Amazon, I did this and I just wanted to do this. Wow. I'm like, hi, I'm Nicole, I, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I just think I know. I need something from this course at the end of the nine months. <laughs> you
0: know? That's that's really <laughs> challenging. Was,
1: I, listen, that was, uh, <laughs> it is.
0: That's really it is. challenging. And
1: again, we spoke about it. Where, yeah, it is. It is it was it's so hard, I cried so many times, my even some of the sessions that your mentor is supposed to speak to you once a week for thirty minutes, and there were times she had to speak to me for two times for the week for an hour, or sometimes we were talking about life and or like I was telling her about the challenges I was facing, and she became more of a motherly figure to me because again i'm I'm in West Palm Beach with no family around me in a sense within mm-hmm. close proximity correction and i had to face this alone Mm. i had roommates you know but again you have to face this alone because i said this is my journey this is no one else's
0: is this the mentor from springboard yes and Um, is this person is this someone who is more focused on um like your career and your well-being or are they also have gone through like a UX program as well and they also know the tools and all of that. Like where does this person sit?
1: So Priya Subramanian, and I remember her like it's just like yesterday. Uh, She works for Verizon and she's a senior UX designer because I know Springboard goes through a vigorous process of getting their mentors onboarded. And she mentored me in every single aspect and I felt like UX came last because she had to get me in the frame of mind to know that you're gonna be challenged on so many things in your journey, but I need you to get head focused first. So she became more of that motherly role to get me in the frame of mind to learn UX, UI design. Because there are mentors who are not gonna know their mentees and think that if I use the same uh if i give one mentee the same direction and it works on the other it's not going to work like that she got she took her time to know me first mm. and she saw that i was struggling mm. she saw i was like crying through whether to figure out to use figma or sketch she she's she she knew it she picked up on that and mm. we spoke on it and that's what got me through no i you know i'm just saying Mentors need to take the time to learn their mentees. And a lot of times people would think that what works for one person who you think is identical will not work for the other person. The same mm. advice won't work for two people. Yeah. And instead of like rushing to get through the course with me, she took her time, she got to know me, she saw my breakdown, I was like, at one point I was like, Priya, I do not think I could do this. I don't think I am even cut out to be a UX UI designer. I don't even know one, I don't even know what I'm doing. The course is in front of me, but I still am not connected with the work. Like mm. I, st- I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and it was so frustrating because again, it was the most challenging period of my life Whereas, like, I'm doing a pivot so late in my life after doing a degree, two degrees, after working three jobs, now I feel like I was back at square one. So I had this huge burden on my back to do something that I felt was in alignment with what I wanted to do. Mm. And now that it was in front of me, that's where the hard part actually begins mm. or begun at the time. Yeah. So it it was not easy. Yeah. <laughs> it was not.
0: How did you deal with you mentioned comparison. So like seeing other people around you having been more established, having been you know, had some experience in that space already, like how do you how do you deal with the comparison piece?
1: At the time I don't think I dealt with it well. Mm. I don't think I dealt with it well, which is where I felt that's what gave me a huge pushback. But again, I knew I had folks in my corner who motivated me at the very beginning of that course who I could go and talk to. You're going to get the person be like, oh, don't pay them any mind or this and that. Just focus on your thing. But at the end of the night, you're in your bed crying and be like, oh, my gosh. I did, like, <laughs> did they really tell me I'm not cut out to be a UX designer? Like, you're battling with so many things at the end of the day. But it's like, you have to take your time and figure out what is being told to you. And you also have to be mature in your thoughts as to how to deal with it going forward. And I'm not gonna sit here and tell you, I dealt with it so well, Reggie. This mm. is what made me the person who I am today. I did not deal with it well at the time. yeah. And I really think it, it was with time and just being focused, that actually helped me.
2: Mm.
1: Being focused and allotting the time to, well, whether you fail this course or not, <laughs> you've made an effort to do so. Mm. And I that is what got me through at the time. And then, you know, you're perfecting your craft to proving yourself that you are more than what someone else says you are. Mm is also something that I took to deal with it. I had to be positive in my mindset as the days went on.
2: Hmm.
1: And 20% of the time I was positive, but there was another 80% where it was like fuzzy. Like, I don't know what's going on, but I I, I need to get to the end of the finish line.
0: Hmm. Did you ever yeah. feel like you had fully grasped like the whole discipline, the domain, the study? Did you ever feel like you were really thriving in that situation? Did you ever get to that point?
1: I think I was not. And I think what happened is that once I faced the real world, that's where things got a little tricky and having to re, you know, relearn a couple of things. Because again, I was not in the frame of mind during the course. I know I had so much help. Springboard has a wonderful course, Um, but at the time I don't felt my mindset was with, within alignment of how things were displayed to me. Mm. And I think it was during my first job, even during the first year, I still didn't know what I was doing. Mm. I honestly didn't know what I was doing during my first, my first product designer role so did you get a product and, design
0: role directly at a springboard? Yeah.
1: so yeah, I actually got three sorry, four offers at the time
0: four offers
1: right four offers it was one was this startup company in California, then the other one was a startup company in San Francisco, and then the other one was with NBC Universal and then the other. The the fourth one, I, you know, I can't, it was like a tax um, company that dealt with, oh, boosting your credit. I'm sorry. So,
0: you got four (laughs) offers and you felt like you didn't know what you were doing?
1: uh, You know what? Exactly. (laughs) Because you're playing the game, but you're still not knowing it in and out.
0: Obviously, uh, other people people thought you knew what you were doing. (laughs)
1: Four Other, four offers you is know what not that's the messy like,
0: part that's four <laughs> offers is massive that four offers for any job is huge
1: exactly, exactly. so why did they want you exactly. so bad
0: why did they want you so bad Tell me
1: I think I you know what at the time it was I felt like I'd push myself to know how to talk to people and how to market myself. Because a lot of times, it's like a salesperson, like salespeople will know something in particular about the product. But if you ask them like the in and out, like the intricate stuff, that's where it gets a little complicated. Yeah. But again, I'm a junior. I I knew people believed in me, but I still didn't believe in myself. Mm. So I was like eager, when I say I was eager to learn about what it is that this design process had to you know offer me then i think that's where the eagerness and um the aptitude of talking to people and telling them what i've learned and this and that this is that's that's what navigated me through those conversations
0: that's that's amazing i mean to i me. did
1: have a beautiful yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean i did have a beautiful portfolio i redid my portfolio like 5 times you know <laughs> and i and i did do some free work like i had a cousin in dc he's like hey i have a startup company that i just sold um but i want you to work on a couple stuff for me and i worked on that for him for free i tossed it in there um i worked with a senior ux designer who worked for the government and she and i did a bunch of free stuff it was just i felt like that's exactly what helped me through those um those interviews too. Mm. like, I was able to display the work, but again, it's like, you still don't know what you're doing. I don't want to be honest with you.
0: I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm, I am searching here a little bit. Would you, would you, would you say that was a bit of imposter syndrome? Like that whole, it,
1: it strongly. Okay. Strongly. I think you, you nailed it strongly imposter syndrome. And I fought with that for three years in my career. Okay. I'm literally just getting over it right now in my current role. They always say a slow learner is, I don't know if you could finish this for me, but a slow learner is a what? Or a fast learner is a what? I <laughs> I, I felt like that was where I was at. I was I was slow and steady mm. in getting to where I was at right now. Mm. Yeah. Imposter syndrome is real. I I I find that a lot of my mentees battle with that too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And up to this very day, if I if I go on a a new project and I'm like, wow, how is it, what is the process <laughs> of UX design that I'm gonna use in this, or what is the process that I'm gonna use in in, in to get to here, and even to this very day, when you're doing cross team development, there's so much thrown at you. You have to navigate your way through, and after, I think it's, I mean, being laid off twice, I've learned something in myself during those two periods, where it's like, I knew I wasn't doing this right, so I'm gonna correct myself times 100 going forward, Mm. or I knew this is where I fell short, I'm gonna work on this, Mm. even if it takes days, (laughs) months, I'm gonna work on this. So I could be better in my next role. Mm. So, there even to this very day, I'm still learning. I yeah. still I ask, I I look up to people. You, I I'm never in a position where I'm gonna look down on you or think you're not offering me something yeah. or I could learn from you. Yeah. You know. Wow. So that's that's the mi- uh, mindset I I had to develop in the later part of my career. Mm someone every every single person you come in contact with you're going to learn something from them and you should be open to learning from them no matter where they are in their life
0: how would you how would you advise others to work through like their own imposter syndrome like if you if you were going to write like a step-by-step guide like how, how to get through imposter syndrome like what, what would you tell people
1: Get to know yourself first.
0: Mm.
1: Get to, a lot of people, and this is where I felt like I went blank. I didn't know who I was. Therefore, how is it that I'm making decisions for myself
2: Mm.
1: but wanna be a senior UX designer in less than a year or be someone who took six years to get where they're at? How How is it that I wanted to do the same thing or be in the same mindset as them? I couldn't because at the time I didn't know what or who I was. So get to know yourself personally and then put yourself on a project map or as UX designers would say, a journey map. If I start here, then I'm gonna have a if, yes, no statement. A lot of my software engineers can relate why or loop or going around in circles. Get to know where or how your journey could go from beginning to end Mm. so that's the second part and like the last part is how is it that i've taken everything that i've learned over the past days weeks months hours what is it that i learned from in that that could enhance what i'm doing at the very moment Mm. because as simple as it sounds this is what people miss out and feel like if they if they could get what that one golden rule from somebody that's gonna get them a high figure, <laughs> six income job, then you're not gonna find it like
2: that.
0: Mm. Yeah. It's it. It sounds like you're saying that the yeah the journey theirs, can be winding. It's you. Yeah.
1: It's daunting. It's winding. It's draining. It's exhausting. It's it's going to come at you sideways, like a, like a boxing match, but again, if you don't know who you are as a person and how you're gonna like um dodge couple punches <laughs> you know, how is it that you're gonna win
2: mm.
1: how is it that you're gonna recover from each punch
2: because
1: mm. you train your mind for it just like how you some athletes train their body Usain Bolt said it I trained six years to run nine point, oh gosh, and I'm Jamaican. I trained six years to run nine point seven two or nine point six five seconds, and not many people saw that. Mm. They only saw him as like the world's best best athlete right now.
2: Yeah.
1: And not many people are going to see that. They give up within the first six months. Mm. Mm. Cause hey, I took a year, and I I took a year for springboard. Some people took six months. What I did in a year.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: That's why I say you have to know yourself and, and your capabilities
0: and then the 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 work you did on yourself through the jobs that you had um, yes, do you feel like you've come out the other side now like do you feel like come do you feel like you've come out come the, other, the other side you come out the other side like you you had like this this journey you've had the um the imposter syndrome you even said in your first job you were still felt like you were still figuring it out you said you only just now recently figured it out so do you feel like like you you're you're kind of clear about what you do the value you bring what you're capable of like are you are you in that space now where you're feeling quite confident in what you do and enjoying what you do
1: absolutely absolutely and again what i've done that took me Two or three years, someone could do it in six months,
2: mm. or maybe
1: five years. But I, now I know that I'm in the mindset to never compare myself to someone else's aptitude or journey. Yeah, it takes a while.
0: <laughs> so what is what does that finish line look like? I mean, if you're if you're in a space where you're more positive, you're happy and thriving in your work, like, can you give us a picture of what is it? What does it look like? I guess having come out of that journey to now, like. You're in a, a you're in a great company. You're in a great role. I would imagine um, your your income earning potential has gone significantly up from doing
1: six times <laughs>
0: doing DoorDash <laughs> or Uber or whatever all those apps and stuff you were time doing. six, yeah. So no,
1: seriously, I yeah, I um, oh gosh, you just like probably back down to memory lane, but I you know we're at right time, but. It's success to me now looks like how much of an impact can you make with your work? Mm. Let your work talk for you. And a lot of times, I would like even today, I gave um, a demo with this project I was doing, and I asked my manager right after. I was like, "How did I do?" He's like, "What do you think?" <laughs> like you know, he gave me that sarcastic like, "Like stop doubting yourself." And people still say, "Stop doubting yourself." So there are times where it sneaks up on me, but I feel like. When I see so much people asking me for advice or people like, yeah, you did so well, or what's the case. That's also a reminder. Mm. That's also feeling successful too. Mm. Right. And what I do every single day is not for the week because I've encountered like day to day living in New York and that too is also success.
2: Mm.
1: My dad was here two weeks ago and my manager said to me, your dad looks so proud of you.
0: Mm, Wow. That's so she nice. Literally,
1: she said, I could see it in his eyes that your father is proud of. He made a trip because mm. I just got my citizenship.
0: Congratulations. He made a trip
1: just to wit- thank you. And I didn't notice that because all I was so focused on was getting things right, doing things. So now I think the next part of my success journey is to openly accept that I'm doing well Mm. I still have work to do
0: (laughs) that's so good I'm still going going
1: going (laughs) (laughs) it's like everyone is like you're doing so well and this and that but like now in the back of my mind I was like I don't want to slip up I don't want to do this wrong or I don't want to I don't want to fall back or I don't want to go back to ground zero again but yeah
0: that's amazing that's 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 really good and I'm thinking about your dad. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm like seeing, seeing the smile on his face, looking at what you've done and, and talking to you, it it comes through as well. Like listening to your journey where it's like, like I have that feeling where I'm like, I want to introduce people to you. I'm like, you need to know Nicole, like you need to, you need to meet her. You need to know her like (laughs) seriously. So
1: I, and I'm open to that. I'm, I'm, I'm so open to that. And when I talk to people, I learn from them. I've learned from you today every single lesson I take is from people who I come in interaction with. Mm. So if I could learn something from my mentees, I'm open to it. Mm. <laughs> like I'm, you're not only learning from me, I'm learning from you too.
0: <laughs> speaking, speaking of learning from each other, um, as we close out, I, I always like to ask, mm-hmm. um, my guests, you know, if you're speaking to someone and you have a lot of mentees, so this, this would be very easy for you. Um, what, what pieces of advice would you give them? Someone who is looking to transition career to go through a transformation or a change like you've done, like what, what three pieces of advice would you give them in preparation for making that change?
1: I would say the first piece of advice, I have three, is be calm, right? As simple as it sounds, be calm because the yet, the the unknown is yet to come Mm. and it's okay to not know what you're doing because the second piece of advice is do your research gather your facts block out the noise because I it goes back to the 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 very first thing I said to you is like you're going to have so much people come at you and tell you not to do this or not to do that. Or it's better you do this because this is a safer decision. There's no safe decision <laughs> in today's world. There is no safe decision that you can make for yourself right now. Mm-hmm. Take the plunge if you want to upset mom and dad if you want to upset someone who thought they set Sanders for you. But that's not the way you wanted to go, yeah. which is, again, character development. So be calm because, again, the yet is to come. And two is gathering your facts, gather, doing your research, character development. And uh, the third piece of advice is just do it, like Nike. <laughs> just do <laughs> Literally. it. Literally. It's simple, but people overlook simplicity yeah. because they feel like to get what they're going and make a six-figure income mm. requires complexity. Yeah, But it doesn't
0: very practical very very <laughs> practical very deep and wise as well though um for mm. for anyone to follow uh Nicole, it's been a pleasure yeah. having you on the show thank you i thank you so much for joining us and i can't wait to publish this and tell people about you and tell them to connect with you what, what would be the best way to connect with you actually linkedin um, do you have uh, somewhere else people could connect with you
1: I've had so many instances where people connect with me on LinkedIn and once I feel comfortable like if they feel comfortable talking with me, we just like, hey, here's my number. If you feel free, if you wanna like contact me outside of LinkedIn, that's the case, cool, go ahead. But then again, that comes with boundaries. Mm. I you know, I establish well boundaries. So um it, it connect with me on LinkedIn and see where it goes. Awesome. Yeah. Connect with me on LinkedIn. I've made long life friends through LinkedIn, to be honest.
0: Nice. <laughs> That's very good. Well, I'll direct people towards LinkedIn. I'll share this with my community and we'll get this published. And um, yeah, I can't wait to see where you go in in, in your career and what you do next.
1: I'll keep you posted. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sprint Hard, Iterate Fast podcast. You can find the episode show notes and resources on shiftthetech.com. If you need help breaking into tech or advancing your career, Join the Shift to Tech community. We're a global community of tech professionals helping with mentorship, technical skills, and providing career transition support. Stay tuned for more episodes in this season, Breaking Barriers in Tech.